Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I am an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. Um, I am here today with Lauren Alexander. We did attempt to record this episode once uh, three weeks ago or so. Um, so we're back today. Um, you know, going to have a slightly different conversation, but it's going to be awesome. Um, hi, how are you? Hi, I am doing pretty well. How are you? Good. Uh, so you're a creative coach. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, so I'm still figuring out what that means. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so far, what it has meant is learning more about my own creativity in an attempt to help others with theirs. Um, I feel like I'm, I had this whole long history of wanting to be creative and then never being creative because of my perfectionism. And we can get into where that perfectionism stems from. But, um, and then as I started exploring my creativity more in ways that let me let go of that perfectionism, I just realized there was so much in there. And that let me know that there's so much in all of us that we have to share. Mm -hmm. um, we just need the courage and the encouragement to step forward and actually create. Um, so that's, yeah, that's looked like a lot of different things from trying to start writers groups to, <laughs> which now I actually have one, um, to, um, have it hosting ugly art nights and, um, offering one-on-one -on -one coaching to people who want to just chat through what they're struggling with or what they want to create and are having a hard time creating, um, I also like to think of it as kind of like a creativity doula. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I feel like you kind of defined like the human experience of like creating anything. Like you said, you're figuring create like the creative process out as you helped other people with the creative process. And it's like, yeah, isn't that just how it works? Like you can't, can't really have arrived anywhere and then be like, this is how you are creative. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing too, is like, as I've gone along this process, like when I first had that stroke of inspiration of like, oh my gosh, I'm creative. That means other people are creative. I can help people with this. I like automatically thought that everything would have aligned for me too. <laughs> you know, that thing <laughs> where we're just like, oh, I figured it out. I have the answer. And I then, get it. Like, <laughs> and then everything devolves and you're like, oh no, I don't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> which that that like little up and down cycle could just last forever like I found it yes. and then you're like but I don't have it and I found it but I don't and that's just that's just being human yeah and so tell me part of it yeah yeah that's part of the things that creative people have to accept too is like embracing those moments where you're like yes I've got this 
And then also knowing that those moments where you definitely don't got this are on the way. And it's it's a part of it's part of the whole thing. The mm-hmm. the the winning isn't just the the I've got it part. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about your um you mentioned perfectionism. Tell me about like cuz this podcast is like you know, practical spirituality for the naturally curious heart. So I am curious about like how you define spirituality and how that's played into your creative process. Yeah. That is very interesting. And it's so I've thought of this, especially because I've been listening to your your podcast more and like I'm not a super spiritual person, but my beliefs are spiritual in nature, kind of. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I I find spirituality in chaos, I guess. Um, And especially with creativity, when that comes out is when I sit down to make something. I my practice is I make it ugly on purpose. And that is to like of that perfectionism, like I mentioned, but what comes out is like usually utter chaos on the page. But then sometimes that chaos organizes into these really delightful moments of pure joy. And it's hard to explain that feeling of like, I don't necessarily believe in other influences in the spiritual realm. But I do think that chaos in itself is spiritual guidance in the way that it organizes sometimes. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> First of all, it doesn't need to make any sense to anyone but you. Um, but I do think I understand what you're saying. There is there is an energy around our um, what we perceive as chaos. Yeah. That, that feels like that is like. I, I believe in the energy of things. So mm-hmm. what if you are like encountering something and energy, the energy of chaos, you are encountering something other and it's creating an experience for you. Which yeah. Is, which is really cool. Yeah. And for me, it's it's kind of like where our consciousness interprets chaos. That's where my spirituality lies. So, um, so almost like in in your making your process of making meaning of life yes exactly yeah yeah that's i feel like that's a it's literally the process of like our existence is making (laughs) is making meaning that is that's such a um such a part of being human and how we choose to do that says you know changes how we live Mm -hmm. so how is that process then that like meeting meeting you with that chaos helped you move past perfectionism not past but you know through moments of perfectionism one it's it's practicing um because practicing sitting with chaos and allowing it to be there it's a practice in the body, right? Because your mm-hmm. body wants to control things, especially when you deal with perfectionism. Your body's like, no, 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 I need, I need control over the situation. Um, but by allowing chaos to happen on the page with my creativity, it's that it's telling my body, you're safe right here. You're mm-hmm. safe to dwell in this place of uncertainty. You're safe to dwell in this place where you're not really being productive you're not really contributing to capitalism. You're just existing and swirling things around on this page. 
and you're safe to live here. Mm -hmm. And somehow that practice has taught me that I don't need, I don't need perfectionism to be in the driver's seat. Mm. It's really hard to explain like how that process happens. And I think it's just, it's kind of like exposure therapy, right? You're was, like, yeah, you're expanding your nervous system. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So, um, has this, was this a practice that you like came to on your own or like, how did you, how do you start doing this? I started doing this, um, which I, I don't talk about this very much, but um, I had a psychedelic experience where I was doing art on psychedelics. And, you know, when you're on psychedelics, you have that layer of consciousness taken out. Like you, you don't have all of the socialization telling you like you shouldn't be doing this in your head. You're just like having a great time. And so I was doing, I was making art and I could hear the part of my brain that had been socialized to make perfect things being like, mm. what you're making is terrible. But then that part of me that was under the influence was like, that's cool. This is still beautiful. And you're having a great time doing it. So shush voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then ever since then, I just do it in my regular practice. Um, I realized after that, I was like, hey, if I can have this experience and still love what I'm making while making absolute nonsense, I can do that anytime. And so then I started doing it with my writing, with my watercolors, with my markers. I just, with my business, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I started making it regardless of that little voice in my head telling me, this isn't good. And I'd say, yeah. And I'm going to make it bad on purpose so that I can get to that next phase of maybe making something good one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and how do you define good anyway? Right, exactly. Because as we know, art, like, look at art throughout history. There's like a, a lot of different representations of what good art is. Mm-hmm. That's so, it's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Or like, it seems to me like really profound that like our mind is able to think about our thoughts mm -hmm. and it is to me and like my clients, a very crucial part of, of healing is creating that awareness and practicing that awareness of like here is this there's another part of me that's saying this and it's like oh you can actually be in relationship to your thoughts you are not actually your thoughts um and it sounds like that's like the practice of what you did you made you came into relationship with this other part of you mm -hmm. that's like you need to make sure it's like perfect in this particular standard or whatever um so I'm curious, like what that's like in daily life for you. You mentioned having this as a practice. Does that mean like you have a time of day set aside? Like not everyone knows like what that means or has that. What do you mean by my practice? Yeah. Um. So 
it's looked like different things over this past year and a half, two years now, I think that I've been doing this. Um, for a while, it was doing it every single day, um, just for like 10 minutes or five minutes every day. Um, sometimes it'd just be making something really scribbly and nonsensical on a post-it note. Um, but these days it is, um, I like to make sure I do it on Sundays. Um, that's kind of my my time to relax and let myself show up in the world with my creativity, no matter what it looks like. Um, and it's kind of that, that it's my time to be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one thing that creativity really has done for me is allowed me to be more fully my authentic self. Um, so yeah, it's, it's ensuring that I'm doing this practice at least once a week where I'm sitting down, whether it's with my writing, my paints, whatever. Um, and then intentionally saying, it depends on what I'm doing, but at least most, a lot of the times when I'm making my specifically ugly art, I am sitting down, I'm saying, okay, brain, time to let go of whatever expectations you have for yourself right now. This is ugly art time. And then I just set a timer for 15, 20 minutes and I just go wild. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I'm trying to just make myself laugh. I'm trying to connect with whatever's re resonating with me in the moment or the random words that pop into my head, um, seeing where they go. And I've learned so much about myself in those times, especially just knowing like, and I've gotten more in touch with like my younger self who used to watch all of these random weird videos on the internet <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I like making random weird things too. <laughs> like, I just haven't done it for all these years because there's this part of my brain that's like, no, that's not useful to society you, and you're not good at it. So you shouldn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it it's kind of my new church, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So new church, uh, you... Um have talked about deconstructing a little bit I think publicly yeah yeah um so tell me about your your journey out of your old church into your new church yeah it's been a long journey I uh it was one of those very slow uh slow phases where I started questioning things here and there as I was younger and then got older started questioning more things kind of started kind of like taking off layers of the religion like oh, I'm still in this religion, but I don't believe in this anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, not even sure if it was a moment or what it was, but eventually I was like, you know what? I'm take I'm disrobing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking all of this off. None, none of this fits me any longer. Um, and then, you know, following that was a very long deconstruction phase of figuring out um, what my values are and who I want to be and who I'm allowed to be, which for a long time, I thought that I was only allowed to be a certain way. Um, so even after six years of considering myself an agnostic atheist, I still had these ideas of how I was supposed to show up in the world. And then it was through creativity that I started to realize that those ideas I had for myself just weren't true. Um, they didn't need to be true. They could be true if I wanted them to be, but a lot of them I didn't want them to be. Um, and so 
slowly and it was in creating my business scribe and sunshine that i started realizing this because i had to start showing up authentically on the internet which i'd never done before and then i was like oh i actually get to be this silly kind person on the internet and i get to show people hey i'm also this person with depression and anxiety there there are so many ways that i now get to show up and it was through using my creative energy and putting it into social media and my business that i allowed myself to come into this new way of being yeah it almost feels like you're you're treating creation and creating an art as life mm. instead of as them being two separate things yeah I would agree with that um where was the creative process and part of you during your deconstruction phase mm. or did you feel like you didn't have any contact with that yet I didn't have very much contact with it. I had some, um, and that was actually a really big moment for me was writing about um, some of the more nitty gritty details of leaving religion, you know, like figuring out who you are as a sexual being after leaving religion is very difficult and mm. A couple years ago, I finally wrote down some of those actual details that I had, I'd always been a little scared to put them on paper before, you know, mm. um, and actually putting them on paper helps me realize how true they were and also how deeply they affected me. Mm. Um, but yeah during the deconstruction phase I would journal and journaling was really helpful in figuring out what I believed what I wanted to believe um but there was still so much that I held back because you know religion had taken over who I was that was my personality was my religion mm. and so then figuring out what my personality was outside of religion took a long time yeah. And creativity was what helped me actually get back into my personality and who I really am. Mm. That's so incredible. It's like you created art therapy for yourself. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious, like what you're really excited about right now in your work. Yeah, I'm very excited about my writers group right now. Um, we're called the Writer's Helm. And I started it with a fellow editor, and this group is very much for writers of all levels who either, I mean, it doesn't really matter what your goals are with your writing. If you just want a community around you to encourage you along your writing journey, that's what we offer. Mm -hmm. And it's been so fun to see the people in the group encourage each other and, you know, we're all encouraging each other to let go of that perfectionism and write bravely and honestly and it's been really fun so far and I'm yeah I'm really excited about it that's awesome I can tell 
what's uh what's like a belief or something that you come back to in that group of people or you see come up a lot in like how you're supporting one another like a belief held sorry explain (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) i realized that was kind of a confusing question i guess what i mean is like it tends to be like when you get a group of people together either by the leader or just by the nature of the group, you end up kind of finding cohesive beliefs. So like we believe that all creating is good. And so like when someone gets down and discouraged, the group is like, you know, you know, here we believe like, you know, you don't say those words, but you're like kind of coming back to that like cornerstone of all creativity is useful or whatever it is yeah I'm just curious if if you've noticed any themes of like themes of support in the group that come back like something like that does that make sense yeah no absolutely um I think one of the themes that I get is um you actually kind of touched on it was that you know all writing has value even if you write something and it doesn't turn out well or like maybe other people wouldn't like it it's still worth writing because Mm -hmm. you're learning something about yourself in the process either you might be learning what interests you you might be learning how to describe things better um, Mm -hmm. how to improve your dialogue every step of the way all of your writing is worth doing no matter how it turns out because it's helping you grow and so I think I've seen a lot of that with people sharing their writing um, and asking for feedback um, because maybe this piece isn't super good but they want to improve it for next time or Mm -hmm. they want to know what they can do better Um, it's all about growth and accepting where we're at and then looking forward on how we can do better yeah what kind of questions commonly are you walking with as a group hmm One we ha- we addressed this past week um, has been how do we deal with criticism, mm-hmm. especially as writers, you probably want to share your writing at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Usually we write because we have something to say and we want other people to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you deal with that? Because not everybody's going to love your writing. There's always going to be people who don't like it and are going to let you know that they don't like it Mm -hmm. so how do you how do you continue forward Um, that's been something we've been sitting with a lot recently yeah absolutely I've been thinking uh, along a similar lines um with a lot of creatives and for myself as like how can I increase my capacity to be misunderstood Mm. Because that is what that is. Like when someone's criticizing what your work is, unless there's something like actually ethically off. Right. It's it's almost always about the person who's saying it. And it's it's coming from a place of completely misunderstanding what you are trying to do. And that that feels really vulnerable. And requires like a certain level of growing your capacity. But like, you know, you just explained to me an incredible practice for increasing your capacity to be with something uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if y'all have like a in your group a way of moving through 
increasing your capacity for criticism. Mm. I think it's something we're still exploring together, but especially um, Gabby and I, the two were co-captains because it's, it's very pirate themed. Anyway, um, <laughs> love that. Um, we're both editors. And so from our perspective, we work with writers in ways where we are sharing how they can improve their writing. And we know from dealing with lots of, lots of editors who either give feedback in, in not so helpful ways or writers who have had bad experiences with editors, um, we know that it is really important to have the right person giving you feedback mm. um, because and knowing like when to listen basically to feedback because there is helpful feedback and there is not so helpful feedback um, and knowing when something is subjective or if something is actually wrong. Um, those are a lot of the things that we have to navigate and, um, and, you know, asking that community, Hey, should I actually take this, this thought seriously is super helpful because you get that temperature check from everybody. And they're like, no, that person's a bozo, ignore them. Or like, Hey, that's actually a good point. Maybe we should think of it this way, you know, cause you get that helpful feedback and that encouragement as well as you know, the boost to your ego when people are like, no, don't listen to that person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that's like that's a huge component of of like healing perfectionism dynamics as well. Uh because there's like in perfectionism, there's often rejection sensitivity and like that comes into play with with getting feedback that's shitty. But having having a community uh support you and knowing what good feedback feels like in your body yeah. and having that experience you then have something really positive and supportive to compare everything else to and you're like no I know what like I know the kind of people that I actually want to hear from yes and it's not the bozo guy <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that's amazing um, what do you feel like is the most exciting thing that you're learning about life right now? Is there any subject mm. that you're diving into that's got you curious? Oh, that's a really good question. I am I am sitting a lot with discomfort recently. Um mostly with, you know, just my business is growing and going down different paths. And so growing with that discomfort of, oh, I want to be doing all of these things and I need, I don't know what I need to put down because I don't have that many hands. Um, <laughs> so I've been exploring discomfort with the fact that like, I have to choose what good things I want to accept in my life. Um because there are so many good things in this world, which is actually really nice to say, <laughs> because usually my brain is like, eh, the world is terrible. Um, but no, right now there are a lot of really good things. And so choosing what path that I want to go down is very exciting to me. Um, but also sitting with that discomfort that I'm going to have to say no to some things. Um, and that's going to be okay. That's what I'm exploring at the moment um and actually I just read um oh 
oh no, I forget her full name. Um, first name is Frankie. Anyway, um, she's on Instagram. Um, but I just got her newsletter today and it was all about how whenever she proposes that she's sitting with uncomfortable feelings, there's people that pop in and say, um, you know, you should be doing this or give that unsolicited feedback. And she's like, no, there is a whole spectrum of human emotion that I deserve to feel in this life. So let me sit with this discomfort and let me let me be where I am. So that's that's where I'm that's where I'm exploring right now is allowing myself to be where I am. And art really helps me do that because I can, you know, when I'm using art, I'm letting that be what it is that day. And a lot of times it reflects how I'm feeling. Either it's a big mess or it's silly and quirky or um, it's pensive or reflective. And I'm just letting letting that be so that I can be, if that makes sense. <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah, that's it's so it's so, so uncomfortable. Um, and there's like there's no rushing that process. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, was talking with a client earlier today. And the way that I like to describe it is like you, the, the main character doesn't in, in the story, doesn't know why sitting in the traffic jam is an important part of the story. They're just, they're just in it and, or whatever it is, they don't know why they're in the middle of this awkward conflict yet, or this awkward, like why all these opportunities are here. They don't know how the story ends. They don't know that. And like being in that middle ground is like the only place we can be Mm -hmm. and no one can tell you what to do for it. Like (laughs) you you always have, you always have those people in the story who are just like, you should do this. And there's always like the protagonist or maybe that's the wrong word for it. But like the, the person, the mom or dad, who's like, you need to take this job and grow up and (laughs) (laughs) this is a really random tangent but you know what I'm saying like yeah there it's main character energy to Mm -hmm. be like I'm gonna be in the discomfort until this becomes clear for me yeah I love that main character energy (laughs) 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 gotta bring more of that yeah but it's it's exactly what you're doing is like there's it's beautiful to say there's a lot of things that are exciting you and a lot of opportunities coming to you. That's like such a great place to be. And it comes with its own anxiety and like stress because there's like, quote unquote, what if I choose the wrong thing? You right. know, like there's always that somewhere in there and and not choosing right away is is like being in that discomfort for longer yeah that's amazing good for you (laughs) (laughs) thanks I'm doing my best (laughs) (laughs) aren't we all it's it's uh it's uncomfortable um I really think that like that us going through life is just increasing our capacity to make bigger and bigger decisions for for ourselves Mm -hmm. and that is you know is always going to be a part of our journey is making decisions. And that's if we're staying with our body and we're trying to hear what we actually think and want and what's best for us, that's going to be a challenge. 
Absolutely. Yeah. What other support have you brought into your life to help you? Because you have a writer's group and you have like your work that you're working with. Do you have um, friends and colleagues who are supporting you in your creative process? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love the people that I've met since starting this business. Um, they are so supportive and, you know, when I, when I post sharing like, Hey, this is a bad day, but you know, here's my one takeaway. They're always so supportive and being like, good job. Like, thank you for sharing. You've got this. It's, I feel like I'm going off of a weird tangent my brain is mush um it was making perfect sense (laughs) thank you um but yeah and then um I think my my creative partner Emerson is has been with me since the beginning of this whole process and I mean even since the beginning of my deconstruction process we both deconstructed together we went to college together um and they've we do um work buddy Wednesdays where we just get on virtually and work together. And um, it's also a space where we complain about what it's like to own a business and, you know, also have that person there to be like, yes, and here's what you can do now. Like, give you some mm. of that clarity. Um, like, yes, let's revel in this, not revel, but let's sit in this discomfort and let's look ahead at what is next because so often when you're just in your own head, the next step is not clear. Um, yeah. So yeah, having those people around you that you trust um, and who are also challenging themselves mm. to take the next step into fear, into growth um, is so valuable in learning where you want to go and knowing yeah. that you have the ability to do it. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great talking with you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm Thank you all for joining me today. If you're wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.